What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 165 of the A to D from Attic to Disciple podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please like, subscribe, follow, and share the link with your friends. And I just want to give you a heads up. By the time you get to the end of this episode, I'm really going to be making an appeal for you guys to definitely share this episode with your friends in your town, in your neighborhood, and around the world. If you'd like to get our curriculum, you can get the paperback or ebook of From Ashes to Destiny on Amazon. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled Xylazine. Why are they putting it in my drug of choice? Welcome back to episode 165 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast entitled Xylazine. Why are they putting it in my drug of choice? And I want to start out by thanking the many, many listeners who sent me messages into last week's episode on fentanyl. Your reactions were amazing and really helped me as I organized this follow-up episode on xylazine. And I want to encourage the listeners, if you have any thoughts or questions, you can ask me anything and I'll do my best either to get back to you directly or work your ideas and questions into upcoming episodes. So today, let's talk about xylazine. And if you've never heard of xylazine, xylazine also has a street name of Trank for short for tranquilizer because it's used to sedate horses and cattle and other large animals. It's also got a street name of zombie dope because when added to heroin, the users look like zombies during their blackout stupor. So let's turn to the CDC to see what we can learn just to get into this understanding of xylazine. And the CDC, under what you should know about xylazine, says it's an animal tranquilizer called xylazine, and it's increasingly being found in the U.S. illicit drug supply and linked to overdose deaths. They point out two things about it. The first is that xylazine is not approved for use in people and can be life-threatening and is especially dangerous when combined with opioids like fentanyl. And number two, due to its impact on the opioid crisis, fentanyl mixed with xylazine has been declared an emerging threat by the White House's Office on National Drug Control Policy. So this is serious stuff, everybody. So let's try to get a better understanding of this. What are the symptoms and health risks that the government websites tell us about xylazine? What are the what do we see about this? First, they say sedation. It's it's a tranquilizer, so a symptom's gonna be nodding off or being in a stupor or going to sleep. Second is difficulty breathing. A third would be dangerously low blood pressure. A fourth would be slowed heart rate. And you can see all these as normal symptoms. Some of the health risks get multiplied even more 
when you begin to see the wounds that can become infected and infected to the point of amputation and that xylazine has severe withdrawal symptoms and can result in death. So if you think someone might have taken xylazine, what should you do? Right up front, I'd just like to, to give you three pointers on this. The first is if you come across someone, and especially if you know they've been a heroin user, but they seem to be, you know, more in that sedated state rather than just the nod that they you're used to seeing. First would be give them naloxone. Naloxone can reverse the effect of any opioid and will not cause harm if opioids are not involved in the overdose. But remember, because xylazine is not an opioid, naloxone or Narcan will not reverse the effects of the xylazine. So therefore, begin to provide rescue breaths. These are really helpful for people who have used xylazine. Since xylazine causes difficulty breathing, it causes the breathing to slow down. And harm reduction experts also suggest rolling individuals over on their side into a recovery position. And finally, you know, if you're really concerned that xylazine's involved, call for an ambulance because the naloxone will not address the impact of xylazine on breathing and the effects of xylazine may continue after the naloxone is given and the heroin effects are reversed from the naloxone, but not the xylazine effects. So this is a, a scary drug out there. And we have to ask ourselves, why are dealers putting xylazine into my drug of choice? Well, initially, it's to bulk up the fentanyl-laced heroin. You see, the high from fentanyl lasts a lot shorter than heroin. And so regular heroin users were beginning to see the, the extra kick that they got from the fentanyl was wearing off too quickly. And so the dealers find that by adding xylazine, the users can get a nod that can last up to eight hours. So xylazine, in effect, extends the effects of fentanyl and mimics the high of heroin because of the sedation, the nod-like high of heroin. And xylazine has a rapid onset users begin to feel the high in minutes. When users come to after the sedative effect of xylazine wears off, the high from the fentanyl has long since faded and they immediately crave more. So you see how the dealers are creating a new level of cre craving and a new level of addiction by bulking up the fentanyl-laced heroin with xylazine. And again, same as last week, it's financial. Xylazine is cheap. Anywhere from six to $20 per kilogram, according to the DEA, where similar amounts of fentanyl are 10, 20, 30,000 US dollars or more. 
And I guess a final thing is when we're talking about the DEA and other enforcement agencies, xylazine is easily diverted from legal sources like farms or veterinary facilities because it's not a controlled drug and it's used by vets and on farms all around. But what about the users? You know, what about the guys who are saying, why are you putting this in my drug of choice? You see, not everyone who uses fentanyl, not everyone who uses heroin is intentionally seeking out xylazine. Probably very, very few. They're coming to buy heroin, not Trank. But in the case of Kensington section of Philadelphia, xylazine has been found in 90% of the heroin in Philadelphia. And so it's obvious that in some cases, people are not even aware that xylazine is in the drugs they are buying and using. And then when the sores and infection begin to appear, the users don't want to go to the hospital because, and I'm coming from the assumption that they're heroin addicts who are not ready to stop using heroin. So they won't go to the hospital to get the sores treated because of the long wait in the waiting room at the hospital will increase craving time and withdrawal can set in. And the fear that when they get there, they might be pressured to go into opium detox treatment. And there's no detox at the hospital for the xylazine. So this can all mix together to say, what's the motivation for the user to even seek treatment when these sores and infections begin to appear up? all over their arms or legs. You know, it's sort of a blasé attitude and I could care less. It's as if the users are saying, I don't want to lose my arm or leg. I don't want it amputated. But if that happens, it happens. I like a pamphlet, a flyer that was put out by the Substance Use and Harm Reduction Division of the City of Philadelphia Department of Public Health. And I'll have a link to that um, in this episode. And also, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll make sure I put the link up there. In their flyer on Xylazine, they point out some key points for users. The first is never use alone. So, because this nod can last six to eight hours, you're suspect to all kinds of personal attacks, rape, theft, beatings, whatever, and you wouldn't even know it, you know, to be able to protect yourself. Tell someone you're using. You don't want to fall over somewhere, just fall out in a room or in the bush and no one even knows where you're at. Bring naloxone or Narcan with you so that if people begin to check and they find you passed out, they, they have something to start reversing the heroin in you. Start low and go slow. Don't assume that you're getting the stuff you're always used to using. 
and be aware that the wounds, the infections in your arms and legs, which could lead to amputation, can occur whether you smoke, snort, or inject. So it's not the same sort of thing as with heroin where the infections can come because you've missed the vein. It's in the xylazine. And the wounds won't heal on their own. So they're saying in the flyer, we understand your fear of going to the hospital, but get medical help somehow. And because the knot is heavy and long-lasting, tell others as soon as you feel it starting so that they can begin to step in and get you the help you need. And I want to let all my listeners know that, that this flyer is excellent. You can find it on www.substanceusephilly.com and you can get a free download in either English or Spanish. What else can users be aware of? Well, the government is responding and the industry is responding. Xylazine test strips have been developed and they're making them available. The cost is more expensive than the fentanyl test strips at this point because it's a new thing. The cost is roughly $2 each and they're expecting people working with addicts to buy boxes of 100 at a time. And the xylazine test strips work just like the fentanyl test strips. So you just need to dip the strip in a mixture of a small amount of the drug residue and water to know what you're dealing with. So there, there are reactions coming. And xylazine's been around for more than a decade, but it's just really taken off in the last couple of years and especially in this year. In closing, I'd just like to share a little bit of what the news reports are saying. First, I'd like to quote from CNN, an article that appeared March 8, 2023. And they said, nobody was coming to Kensington to buy Trank. They were coming to buy heroin. This was said by Sarah Laurel of the Savage Sisters group during her CNN interview. And she said, you don't go to your drug dealer and say, do you have a nutrition label with this? You get what you get and you don't get upset. And whatever you get, you eventually feel a physical compulsion to do. And another article, this was in the New York Times from January 7th, 2023. And in this article, they interviewed Sean Westfall, an outreach worker with Prevention Point, Philadelphia. And he said, and I quote, it's too late for Philly. Philly's supply is saturated. If other places around the country have a choice to avoid it, they need to hear our story. And to echo Sean Westfall's words, I say yes and amen. Yes, yes, yes. Please share the story of xylazine. Share this episode with your friends in your town, in your neighborhood, in your country, and in other countries around the world. We all need to know about this zombie trank before it comes to our town. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. 
If you would like to join an online group or get one-on-one counseling, please message me on the link in this podcast or by email at davidfromatod at gmail.com or go to my website, www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. You can keep in touch with what we're doing in From A to D by following me on Instagram at David from A to D. For our Spotify listeners, you can leave your comments by clicking on the link they provide in that platform. Tune in Monday for our next episode. And as always, stay safe and stay strong.